In the name of our eternal and life-giving God, creator, redeemer, and sustainer. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. In his book, The Only Necessary Thing, the Catholic priest and mystic Henry Nouwen wrote, the more we train ourselves to spend time with God and God alone, the more we will discover that God is with us at all times and in all places. Then we will be able to recognize God even in the midst of a busy and active life. Once the solitude of time and space has become a solitude of the heart, we will never have to leave that solitude. Prayer is an essential part of the Christian life, probably the essential part of the Christian life. It is the manner in which we turn our attention from the impermanent and transitory things of this world to the permanent and transcendent beauty that is God. Prayer, when said from the well of our very being, is not simply words, but a lifting up, an offering of the self to God. It is an acknowledgement of the need for a relationship with the one who has known us from the dawn of creation and will continue to know us to the reaches of eternity. It is the space in which we open ourselves up to the timeless creator, the creator who, as Eucharistic Prayer C says, set the vast expanse of interstellar space, galaxies, suns, and planets in their courses, but is also the creator who delicately and lovingly, as the prophet Jeremiah said in today's reading, formed us in our mother's womb. Prayer is a powerful thing. It is powerful not because God needs to hear what we have to say. God knows us more intimately than we know ourselves, but because it is an act of love. You see, when we willingly and authentically offer our prayers to God, we say to God, you are my refuge. You are my crag and my stronghold. You are my hope, the hope that not only sustains me, but also strengthens me every moment of my life. It is an acknowledgement that we need God in our lives, that we need God not only in our lives to love, but to be loved and to become love. However, to love, to love absolutely, to love the way in which we are called to love as Christians, followers of the living Christ is not just difficult, but it carries a cost with it. It is not cheap. It's not superficial. It's not a commodity that can be traded or bartered, but it is something that God just asks that we give away. And the cost? The cost is our whole self. When we give love away, we give ourselves, and we give our whole selves. And we cannot be that kind of love on our own. We cannot be that kind of love without the support and guidance of God. We cannot be that kind of love without spending time with God in the solitude 
of prayer. A solitude where we tear ourselves open and we expose ourselves to the light and love of the God who is God's self, love. My Dominican brother, St. Thomas Aquinas, said that an essential property of love is to be ecstatic, not in the crude sense of raw, sensual emotion, but as a spiritual force tearing a person out of the self. This rupture is a release from the self. And the soul can find no peace alone with self and casts about searching for love. But not just searching for love, but searching to give love, searching to express love, and to be love. And that asks a lot of us. You know, when I read the passage from Corinthians today and hear, love is patient, love is kind, love is not envious or boastful or arrogant or rude, it does not insist on its own way, it is not irritable or resentful, it does not rejoice in wrongdoing but rejoices in the truth, it bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. I think to myself, love might always be that way, but I am not. There are times when I am not patient or kind. There are times when I am envious, boastful, and rude. And there are times when I am irritable. More times than I like, I drive on I-95. Or resentful. There are times when I would rather the truth conform to me than me to the truth. And when I think to myself, when I think about that, I think I'm failing. I'm not good enough for God's love, not worthy somehow, not worthy because I am not loving the way I should. But then I remember, and I remind myself, that God does not expect perfection. God wants relationship, a true relationship, a two-sided relationship that speaks as well as listens an authentic relationship, a relationship founded not when we think that God wants us to hear or wants us to say, but a relationship that comes from our woundedness and our imperfections. You see, when we come to God honestly and openly, God transforms our woundedness and imperfections and he makes them holy. That way, when we approach the perfection of love, as outlined in Paul's first letter to the Corinthians, we approach it in humility and holiness. And we approach it in the humility and holiness of our woundedness and our imperfections. That way, when we look at someone else, we can say, they are as imperfect as I am imperfect. And they are as wounded as I am wounded. Let me try to love them perfectly through my imperfections. Let my actions and my words in the world be my prayer as well. You see, our prayers shouldn't just be words to God that are uttered softly in our liturgy or behind the closed doors of our rooms. They should be the ecstatic spiritual force that permeates every moment of our lives. 
That's how one lives the Christian, Christian life. Carrying the solitude of prayer from our hearts to the world. To recognize God everywhere. And to be love everywhere. To experience God everywhere. Amen.